0: What makes Culver's Butter Burger and Pepsi one of America's best love pairings? Our fresh, never frozen beef is made from the highest quality cuts for richness and flavor. We press that beef into a very hot grill to achieve our signature sear, and that's what's gonna give it that caramelized edge. In fact, your burger doesn't touch the grill until after you order. Then we lightly butter and toast the bun for that extra bit of goodness. All in the time it takes you to grab an ice cold Pepsi and make yourself comfortable. Welcome to delicious. All right. So obviously when you look at this game, we scored 35 points enough to win the ball game. We were down five different times, seven, nothing, 14, seven, 21, 14, 28, 21. And you know what happened there? 35, 27 tied it up at 35, but then a field goal at the end. This team kept fighting, Coach, and I thought once we tied it up that fifth time, 35 all, knowing that what we've done against Southern University in the past, how every time Southern does something good, we do something better and kind of get the edge. Coach, I thought we would find a way to win that game in the end. Your team kept fighting, uh, just came up a little bit short. Talk about that. Good to see some battle, and I think that um, you know, coming down to it in the fourth quarter,
1: it was going on. Uh, all depends on who had the ball last. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, Southern had the ball last. We, were, we weren't able to get a stop. And, um uh, they kicked the field goal in the end right there. So it was a great field goal. It was a long field goal for him. Uh, but he made it and they win the ball game. You know, nevertheless, you know, we, we got to the prime young men to play, uh, play a little bit harder, uh, be more consistent in what we do. Uh, you know, you have offense scoring for us, and then, you know, defense, they'll play hard game. We just got to get consistent all phases of it, kind of put the whole thing together. And that's what we're trying to do now
0: is get these kids to play a, a full game uh, in all phases of it. So the one question, Coach, has been talked about for the last 48 hours. So we're going to kind of start at the end of the game and then kind of work our way back. The number one question of uh, going in, and people are probably still talking about it to this day, we battled back, tied the game at 35. We kicked the ball off and the kick. We know that when you kick it out of the back of the end zone, you get it at the 25. You kick it out of bounds, you get it at the 35. So let's start there because that's that's the million-dollar question a lot of people want to know. Uh, what was the strategy in terms of, of the kickoff after we tied it up at 35?
1: Yeah, pretty much what I've been seeing the course of the game, Charles. We only kicked one ball out of the back of the end zone uh, the whole game. And they was able to return the ball to at least the 37-yard line each time they returned it. So I'm kind of just wondering now, uh, do I kick it deep to the guy and they get a better return uh than they did before? Or do I push the kick, a uh, sky to the, about the 35-yard line, which will be great for us. I thought that we we had a great chance to, to make a stop there because getting the ball was where they stopped at. Uh, but unfortunately, we were unable to get a stop. But the, but the thing, my, my thought process was, if we kick it deep, we don't go to the end zone, then bring it back out for a great return, and then we, we're at the same point as we were as the push kick. So, it was a thought that I put in, put in consideration for a long while during the course of that score. Uh, what I wanted to do as far as the kickoff. And made the major decision to, 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 sky kick it. And, um, I, I almost had a fumble on the sky kick as well, so. Um, just playing my just playing my my game plan the way I wanted to play it, uh, and taking into consideration that I was doing what's best for this program, and I thought that was the best thing for it, uh considering we didn't have a one touchback the whole ball game when we kicked off. So, and uh, the rest of them they were they were returning at least a 37 yard line, uh, so six in one hand, a half a dozen one. So um, I waited out and I did what I had to do to to put this team in the best position to win ball game
0: if you had to do it all over again, would you have done it the same way? I wouldn't change the thing, Charles. Yeah. And so, again, just the the play it back, because they and we know special teams and Alcorn Southern always seem to go hand in hand. But, uh, you know, for a return, you felt like – and how would you assess the kickoff return uh, team going up to that point in the game? Because, obviously, by the short kick – and you're exactly right. The ball was fumbled briefly. It almost hit the ground, and I think at that point – you know, it was almost a great idea in terms of that because he did fumble the ball. He bobbled it but hung on to it, and that's where Southern got got the ball pretty, pretty, uh, in pretty good field position. But how would you assess the uh, kickoff coverage leading up to that point in the game?
1: Well, you know, when you, when you look at the kickoff coverage, charge and you, and every kick that we kicked, laying on about the, about the one-yard line, and they returned turning to about like a 37. So I think our kickoff coverage could have done a whole lot better what they did uh in that in that in that fashion. But uh we didn't and and that's my whole thought process. If you watch me during the course of the ball game, when we kick the ball off, I'm standing on the twenty yard line where the ball's supposed to be kicked deep in the end zone. So um I know only one kick went into the end zone. And the rest of them land on about the one yard line and they returned out to about the thirty seven yard line. So I think our kick recovery team did a fairly job but when you kick one off and the land on about the one yard line you should make the tackle around the 20. And we didn't do that. So just gauging that and, and the way the guy was returning the kicks, uh, when we kicked it off, uh, just kind of put in a situation. What do I want to do at this point? Uh, do I sky kick it to him or, or do I kick it deep? And hopefully we get a, a, a good, a good rundown and, and make a tackle inside the 20. But we had, we didn't do that. So, um, my, my thought process was to sky kick it
0: get about the 35-yard line, and we work from there. Yeah, so, I mean, the bottom line, back in the end zone, 25, you hope if you kick it maybe at the one or two, You hopefully you can get a good coverage and maybe get, them, uh, get a get a tackle around the 20-yard line. You kick it out of bounds, you get it at the 35. So, obviously, you gauge the course of the game to see how you're covering kickoffs to determine what type of kick you're going to do, whether it's a push kick, a corner kick, or a deep kick. Yeah, I've
1: been playing Coach with details ever since the Pine Bluff um uh block punt. I've been playing close to to our special teams and how to gauge what we're doing the special teams uh during the course of the game and, and uh you know the punt's been great. Uh the kickoff's been they've been there but uh not in the back of the end zone like we act like we want them to. And I think you know what uh Christoph Thomas is doing, he's doing a great job of kicking the ball. And uh, we just gotta do better going down the field and, and covering the kicks. And that's the only way we do that. We beat them with speed. Cause have run run uh, during the course of the game and, uh, and beat them with speed so we can get out and make a tackle inside hard as hopefully.
0: All right, so that's uh, that's the kind of one of the million-dollar questions uh, going into this game. I wanted to start forward first. We normally start from the beginning, but that's obviously the million-dollar question, the strategy there. But uh, if you go back to the beginning, Coach, you just look at the game in totality. We had three fumbles and southern scored on two of the three fumbles so you, you take the turnover game out then you win the game there you look at the way it all played out and early in the game i mean we obviously moved the football the so charles pringle a very very unfortunate fumble something he does not do and then the penalties you know we got off the field on a fourth and two they were settling for a field goal we jump off sides give them a new set of downs and they score a touchdown you said last week we had, what, four pre-snap penalties. I counted, I think, three or four again uh, this this week. And you talked about it last week, how you just got to watch the football and, I guess, don't move until the football moves. Is it a cadence issue? You know, Peyton Manning always it was able to draw people off sides with his cadence. Is that kind of what's going on? Because we had a few of those on Saturday.
1: You just have to have deaf ears uh, during the course of a, of a snap, especially when you're on the line. You're supposed to be on the ball anyway. You don't go on movement. You go on the snap of the ball and so we didn't we didn't uh really see that think we just going on sound instead of instead of what we saw. Uh, we just gotta get better at that and uh, I talked to the coach about that um yesterday in the meeting. Uh we just gotta get better at what we're doing up front. But uh, just a lot of tackles and, and things of that nature, so we wasn't good there. Uh we had we had the quarterback for sacks and we didn't get get him down there. So uh you put a lot of things in the ballgame game what you wanna do and and kind of me from now, but we just got to get better at those things that we're doing, uh, especially the penalties. Um, we got to get a hold-up done
0: that. especially when we have more fourth down and uh, we jump off sides. We, we, can't, we can't afford to do that. Uh, we're going to be taking texts tonight, 601-348-7254, and the Twitter feeds. Uh, you can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio, Braves Head Football Coach Fred McNair on the telephone here on the Fred McNair program. We're going to take it to 6 o'clock. We have Braves basketball at 6.30 as they take on Xavier. We'll have that game leave here and head straight to the Whitney Arena at 6.25. We'll have Braves basketball. So we have the Fred McNair show now, and we'll have Braves basketball coming up in about an hour. All right, so it comes to turnovers, the turnover story. We had three fumbles, lost two of them, and Southern scored on those on two of the three turnovers that we had. So that's another part of the game, trying to protect the football. And ball protection and security, Uh, Southern took advantage of two of our three turnovers. We've been doing good so far, up until until
1: the game Saturday, uh, taking care of the football, and we was creating turnovers. Um, And uh, we didn't do that this past week. Uh, we had a chance for an interception there. Uh, we missed it. Um, you know, the two turnovers that we had, they scored off of them. So you take one of those turnovers, and we score a off that, and, and it was a different ball game. Um, but just understanding is something that we got to continue to work on, um, uh, taking care of the football.
0: Yeah, Charles Pringle on the first fumble that we had, he was, looked like he was going out of bounds. I guess tried to get some extra yards down that far sideline and uh, lost the football, and Southern recovered there at the 12, and they went 88 yards in 11 plays. We actually got off the field, Coach. We had them in a fourth and two, and they were going to settle for a field goal. Then we jump off sides, give them a new set of downs, and Sam's with a one-yard touchdown. So, number one, the turnover. Number two, the fourth down, in which we gave them a new set of downs, and then they scored the touchdown. Well,
1: that's exactly right. You think you, you, you away the turnover, the charge, and you just have no one to say win when it's enough, you know, just get out of bounds and just take care of the football. You know, that's that's the case of trying to do too much. Um, then we go down and uh, jump off sides on a on a field goal try, uh, which is uncalled for. We work on that every day. Uh and something that we just we just didn't do right. Uh, gave a new set of down, they was they was scored they were scored off their possession.
0: So we were down at that point seven to nothing. We came right back, coach, move the football again and and Griffin, a 27-yard pass from Felix Harper. There was a question last week about getting the tight ends involved, and, and how about Griffin? And talk about the job that the tight ends have been doing, uh, just getting the short-yardage situations, blocking, and then Griffin, of course, the touchdown to tie it up. Griffin is an excellent tight end, and uh, he's a slash. Could be a receiver as well
1: because he's got good speed. He did a great job of blocking the course of this ball game. Uh, he did an extra job catching it uh, and scoring after the catch. Um, you know, he did an extra job for us this week, uh, looking for big and better things out of him in, in the future.
0: So it was a 7-7 game in the second quarter. Then Southern came back. Talk, talk a little bit about the running attack for Southern University and talk about, Coach, trying to keep their quarterback McDaniel in the pocket because he had four or five big runs to extend drives and to be honest for me when I look at McDaniel this year last year year before if you keep him in the pocket you have a chance because he could push the ball down the field I mean you look at Ladarius Skelton who's the running quarterback you look at McDaniel who's more to me of a pocket passer until Saturday night and he broke some big runs what was the challenge trying to keep him in the pocket and what broke down there in terms of containment
1: you know, the biggest thing that saw was just break contain and, and let him outside the pocket. Uh, we had him a couple of times in the sacks in the backfield. Uh, we don't make a tackle on him. Uh, he's able to escape and, and rough a big yard is there. And some of them was third down and long. Um, uh, and the, the, we just couldn't get off the field on third and long. And I kind of emphasized that during the course of the meeting yesterday about getting off the field. It was 14 or 20 on third downs. And that's not good for a defense. Um, it's good for offense, though, but not good for defense. But we just gotta third long. We gotta be able to get off the field on third long.
0: Sims was a slippery customer. He had 22 carries for 74 yards. What was the challenge in trying to deal with him in the backfield?
1: Well, the biggest thing is, you know, Coach Rowland. He stated uh, during the conference call that they're gonna lose in the trenches. You know, and uh, I think they took pride in in what they did up front and kind of smashed the defense a little bit and and ran the ball well uh, with Sims. So. Um, but it was great. It was a great, great, great battle up front. Uh, a seesaw battle. Uh, we was able to make some stops with him and not give him too many yards. But you know, you can only slow him down. But you ain't gonna put too much stop on a good running back uh, and a good offensive line. You just got to just tackle the ball when you can and make sure you, you wrap up.
0: So Sims put uh, Sims with the touchdown there, uh, put Southern up fourteen to seven, and we came right back with Charles Pringle in the second quarter. Of- towards the end of the second at the end of the second a 20-yard pass from Felix Harper that capped off a 66-yard drive in eight plays just talk about the execution there as uh Pringle had uh, had to really go up and get it they reviewed it in terms of time how much time was on the clock There was like a second left but that was a a pretty good pass from Harper put it right where only Pringle could get it
1: He did a great job of stepping up in the pocket which Coach Gray is, is trying to get all the kids to do in terms of uh, pocket awareness and making a good throw to Pringle down in the end zone and bring it there to go up and make a great catch. And uh, it was awesome just to continue to, to score
0: with Southern score. And that tied the game at 14. Coach, back and forth. You know, again, I just thought that if we got a little bit more of an edge on Southern, grab the lead, which we didn't get. If we got the lead, have them backing up a little bit. I thought, you know, considering – what they went through the week before against Preview and getting them in a situation. uh Uh-oh, here we go again. I think if we got them in that moment, I think we would have had them. But it just, to me, it just never got that way to where, all right, we got them now. We got them against the ropes. Let's go ahead and take care of this. Southern just kept hanging around and kept making plays. and, And that's just one of the things, you know, we were battling uphill though, coach, all night long. And, you know, we were down five different times and even down by eight late in the game and tied it up. So, we were kind of fighting upstream there most of the night. You know, we're usually playing from
1: the front. We were, Charles, and, and just hoping that we get a stop and, uh, and stop these guy from scoring and we get the ball back so we can go up ahead, a, a touchdown and so and Like you said, if we do that, you know, it'll be, oh, here we go again. You know, So uh, we did not get a chance to do that. We have not a chance to make a stop when we needed it uh, to get offensive ball back and so we can score a touchdown to go ahead. So it was kind of a suit battle. And like you said, it's kind of a – kind of uphill battle going for
0: us all night so we'll take a break here as we approach the bottom of the hour we'll take a time out one minute break we'll be back after this coach fred mcnair joining us on the telephone here on this monday night in our early edition of the fred mcnair program we'll be back after this time out video network an earlier edition of this fred mcnair program fred mcnair joining us on the telephone here on this uh, monday night and we have an early edition tonight because we have Braves basketball at 630 at the Whitney Arena as Alcorn will take on Xavier. We'll have that broadcast on the Braves Sports Radio Network. I'll be over at the Whitney Arena in one hour. All right. So, Coach, 14 all game. You know, we're right there again. Just, I just thought if we just hit one more punch, get them sideways, considering that we have caught Southern University so many times over the years when Southern's been on the upswing. And... I've been saying all last week, even though the Jaguars were embarrassed in the second half against Preview on their homecoming in front of a packed house at Mumford Stadium, in my mind, I thought that would make Southern even more dangerous because now you have pride at stake, now you have guts, and you're representing your school, your athletic program, and you got a number of games to go against the top teams in the conference. you got Jackson State, you've got FAMU coming in there, so the Jaguars didn't want to go out like that. And I just thought that would make them even more dangerous because of what happened in the second half against Prairie View. And I just thought, you know, we had to have our antennas up even more so in this game compared to years past when Southern had been playing well going into that matchup.
1: Well, Southern's Southern been a good ball club all, all the time, Charles. They played Prairie View. They had a lot of turnovers against Prairie View. And Prairie did to capitalize up their turnovers. And, uh, you know, leading to this ball game, we don't turn the ball over I think we're in a better situation than we that we was, uh, but you know they're they're a good ball club. I think coach had them ready to play. Um, minimize our turnovers and and we score more points and we win the ball game. But that didn't happen, and uh, you know we unfortunately we didn't get any turnovers on their
0: side. So let's look at the third quarter recap. The Darius Skelton. How much did you game plan for him because he is the dual threat? You know, he worried me about it as much as anybody, and I've been saying for years to some of the Jaguar nation, including my good friend Carlos Brown and I think Ladarius Skelton, he scares the heck out of me because of the dual threat ability, and we've seen a lot of dual threat quarterbacks. And he did have a one-yard touchdown run with 8.36 left in the third quarter. We knew about McDaniel, but how much did you game plan for Skelton? You
1: know, the biggest thing is, you know, you got a quarterback like Skelton, you, you got to prepare for him. Um, you know, it, it's almost like you got – a running quarterback with Skelton and throwing quarterback with McDaniel. Uh, so you know what Skelton in the game. You know he you know what you have to call uh, to make sure that you contain him. So uh, he's more of a runner, um, which for a more of a thrower, but he ran the ball as well um, during the third down on the sport. So, um, you know, we kind of similar the game, uh, game plan. Uh, too much different, but we know what Skelton
0: in the game, what he's capable of doing. So the Jaguars – come right back and grab the lead. Then C.J. Bowler's 39-yard pass from Harper Bowler with a terrific game coach receiving the football. I mean, you just look at what he what he did in the ball game. You know, he had seven receptions, had some nice plays, including a one-handed catch. Seems like he's really coming into his own. Yeah, uh,
1: Bowler, he's been, he been, he been uh, solid all year, Charles. It's glad to have him back. Uh, he was out by like three weeks uh, after the Central game. Uh, but he bounced back, came back up his injury, and uh, he's been playing solid for it for the
0: last last five games. So we're excited about having him back. Sims got Southern the lead in the fourth quarter, as it was 21-all going into the fourth and early fourth quarter. Sims, touchdown, made it 28-27. The Nico Duffy seven-yard run made it uh, 28-27. Then the PAT was blocked, Coach. Talk about the operation in yeah, that, on it that PAT. Yeah,
1: so was operation, but so much the leak on the line of scrimmage uh, between the guard and the tackle. They uh, didn't get the head up and, uh, and
0: and protect inside, so the guy came through and blocked it. Um, we just had a little leakage on the left side. So it was 28-27 at that point. Then McLean, 18-yard pass from McDaniel, was 35-27, Coach. And in the second half, was want to kind of replay some of the things in the second half. We had a situation where we were stopped on a fourth down and goal from the half-yard line or the one-yard line. Uh I was thinking about Stafford Anderson getting the carry there, yet Nico Duffy obviously came up short at the goal line. Uh, talk about the strategy there and going with Nico, and we know Stafford Anderson, the big bruising back, he can move some people around.
1: Yeah, we've got a good push on the charge, and uh, I think that one of the one of the tackles got knocked back a little bit and kind of threw him off a little bit and they kind, of, kind of caught him by the leg. But I still think across the goal line, I think, looked at it, but I still
0: think across the goal line from my eye view of what I can see. And I guess the, the other question, you know, again, just the the kick it in. They're having Stafford Anderson in the game in that situation. What was that an option? Was that something you were thinking about?
1: No, no, that was an option. I mean,
0: we we, we don't go what we've been doing, Charles. We, we don't we don't change the game plan for
1: any player. If we got a player that's going to run, that been running the ball, he's going to run it. Uh, we don't we don't disemphasize on one back or headed back or or big back. Both of them can run the ball inside. Um, so that's what that's what we that's what the game plan. So we were
0: down by one, and then Southern University got a touchdown at McLean, an 18-yard pass from McDaniel. Who was 35-27 at that point. And then with a minute left, Coach, we put together a 34-yard drive, C.J. Bowler's 14-yard touchdown reception. Caught it with one hand, Coach, and uh, that made the highlight reel. Uh, that just shows you how good of an athlete he is. And it was pretty good coverage, but even a better catch. Great for the good kids.
1: Uh, that's a great operation. That's what we we'll would be looking for. Uh, for a while, you know, just
0: give him a chance to make a play. Uh think just laid up for him, and he made a play on it. And that made it a two-point game. Talk about the strategy on the two-point conversion. You needed a two. Talk about the play. Bowler for the two and the tie.
1: It was, it was, it was, it had no, with you no options. We had to get the two-point conversion. So,
0: uh, great call by Coach Radden uh, to get the two-point conversion there. So that tied it up at uh, 35, and then again, you talked about it at the top, coach. On on the kick, you you had to make some decisions in terms of how we were covering kickoffs. Kick it out of the back at, at the 25, kick it out of bounds is at the 35. So clearly, your decision to push kick, short kick, coffin corner kick out of the back of the end zone. It it, it kind of depends on how it's being kicked and how it's being covered. Oh yeah, ain't no doubt, Charles. If I, if I 100
1: 100 that the ball gonna go out of the end zone. I'm going to kick it back there. I mean, but I wasn't 100% that we're going to go back out there. We kicked off five times and never want to go out the back of this zone. So um, then they return the ball at least to the 37 yard line every time they return it. So uh, one no, wasn't no option. Uh, I don't second guess myself when I make decisions, Charles. I go, go with my gut feeling and I stick with it. Uh,
0: so if I had to do it all over again, I'd do the same thing, Charles. Jackson with a 47-yard field goal as time expired And the one thing about it, Coach We kind of had him backed up Socks are the number one most requested item At homeless shelters Underwear second and shirts are third At Bombas, socks were first Made with comfortable details for everyday wearing Then underwear and shirts too All designed to perfectly fit at Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com comfy. What makes Culver's Butterburger and Pepsi one of America's best love pairings? Our fresh, never frozen beef is made from the highest quality cuts for richness and flavor. We press that beef into a very hot grill to achieve our signature sear, and that's what's going to give it that caramelized edge. In fact, your burger doesn't touch the grill until after you order. Then we lightly butter and toast the bun for that extra bit of goodness. All in the time it takes you to grab an ice cold Pepsi and make yourself comfortable. Welcome to delicious. And there was a big play there. to Their t- tallest target kind of set up to get themselves in the field goal range, and a kind of a jump ball there. Uh, about 25 yards that put him in field goal range. Talk about that particular play because it was kind of a jump ball to Southern's tallest receiver.
1: And I thought that was a ball that we should have had intercepted, Charles. We was right on top of the ball, and I thought that was a ball we should have had picked. Um, disappointed that we didn't come down with it. Uh, they made a play,
0: and we didn't. And Southern with a field goal at the horn and win 38-35. to 35. We'll take a break here. We'll go inside the numbers. You can text a question. We're taking text and tweets, 601-877-6595. But we are taking text and tweets tonight. You can text a question, 601-348-7254. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tallman Radio, and on Facebook as well. We'll take a break. We'll be back after this. Time out here on the Fred McNair Show. More key picture
1: of Mr. D. holding.
0: text a question 601-348-7254 you can tweet a question i'm on twitter tall man radio glad you can join us in an early edition of the fred mcnair program basketball coming up in about an hour is the basketball team a big game against Xavier at 6 30 we'll have that on the brave sports radio network i'll be heading to the whitney arena as soon as this program is over all right coaches i look at the box scores i look at the rundown sheet the big story for me 88 plays and uh, for me, and I'm sure you probably would agree, that whether you're playing Southern University or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if if a team is running 88 plays at you, it's tough. And I thought our defense hung in, but 88 plays, I didn't realize Southern ran that many plays in the game. But that's what happened. And I thought our defense hung tough, but clearly uh, too many and too long, our defense was on the field.
1: And that's what happened, Charles, when they talk about third down conversion. Uh, when you have a chance to get off the field on third and long, you kind to get off the field on third and long. And that's what's that's the disappointing thing about it. They had third and long uh, a few times, and we didn't get off the field, and that gave no extra plays. And they give you another series of down. So anytime you can get off the field on third down, you shorten the game up, you shorten the play that they run.
0: So, uh, But if you don't do that, you get more opportunity to run plays. 14 of 20. On third down, that is a very high number. Have you ever dealt with anything like I know you always look at the third down conversions when you look at the box score. Have you ever seen anything like that? 20 third down attempts, 14 third down conversions by a team. That
1: is a high percentage, and, and we, we can't have that as a defense. And you got to get off the field on third down. We emphasize that a lot. We work on third down along during the course of the week,
0: and just
1: didn't do it this weekend.
0: So if you look at the individual numbers, Felix Harper, 13 of 26 for 206 yards and four touchdowns, talk about the trenches. And you you made a comment to your team after Tuesday's practice. You normally give them a speech after every practice, but I just happened to be at practice on Tuesday. And you talked about it earlier uh, what Southern's coach Jason Rollins said, and he was quoted as saying this: "That we Southern University doesn't lose games in the trenches. That's just that's just not what happens when, when he's a part of this thing. And you, clearly, the trenches were the key. Would would you say would it be safe to say that this game was won and lost up front? Oh, you have to you have to win the trenches, Charles. If you're able to run the ball
1: effectively and and, and get third down, and that's, that's predicated on what your offensive line do." You're able to you able to sit back in the pocket and, and throw passes. Um, that's when you win. I thought my guys did a great job up front. The offensive line that we played did a great job up front winning the trenches battle. Uh we had some great runs. We had time to throw the ball and did some great things. Uh but the game is one up front. And that's what I told the guys it's gonna be one. It's gonna be one up front. And uh and
0: that's where it lied at. Yeah, we ran it for 241. So I'm sure you graded your offensive line high. Felix was only sacked one time, and he was able to step up and he was able to move the pocket, and you were able to move uh, to run the football and stretch the field.
1: That was pretty effective, Charles. And what they was doing, I think Coach Ratten had a great game plan, and what we had to do with this Southern uh, defensive front um, schematically. I think he schemed up pretty good, and, and did a great job in the running game. And unfortunately, uh, you know, the offensive line gave him a chance to pass the ball as well. Uh, so, you know, he graded pretty high um,
0: this weekend. So uh, we just got to continue what we're doing and, and get more consistent in what we're doing. As I was reminded, somebody reminded me of this probably a couple of hours ago. You, you go inside the numbers, tough loss, but you look at it from the standpoint of we scored 35 points. And normally we score 35 points, we win the football game. So I guess that's what makes it even tougher. You scored enough points on the road to win the game. And just unfortunately, uh, we we didn't win the game, and I think that's what hurts a lot as well.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's,
0: that's, that's put a bit of taste in your mouth, Charlie. We, we able to score
1: 35 points in the game, and uh, just to show you the offense is kind of coming around not to where they need to. Uh, we just gotta be be more consistent, continue to score points. Uh, and the defense don't work. Coach to them, I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm sure he's gonna get
0: that change of around and turn around in terms of what he gotta do to fix that. So leading the way in receiving yards, Pringle with 53, Bowler with 53, Bowler with two touchdowns, Pringle with a receiving touchdown, and we talked about Griffin, the tight end with a touchdown, uh, receiving. Talk about the uh, play of Bowplan. Just one punt, Coach, for your team, uh, 44 uh, yards, the long is there. Talk about Bowplan and how he was able to punt the, fo- the football on Saturday. He's been doing well, Charles, over the last course of the week. You know,
1: I talked to him all, all the special guys, and I call it a special guy because they are special, uh, for what they do, uh, in terms of kicking. And I think he's coming around pretty solid and, and getting a hold of the ball very well, uh, putting in the place that needs to be put in. So, um, our cover team is doing great. Um, the PBR, the Pop Blanc return, they doing good. So we just got to continue to work hard and, and be more consistent in what we're doing. And that, that word is going to be thrown out a lot this week. We got to get
0: more consistent, uh, in things that we're doing. For well, all the running yards we had, we had 243. Felix Harper with 88-yard or 78 net yards rushing, including a 33-yarder. So, you know, they had to count for Felix Harper, and he came up with some big runs in the game. He did, and
1: nature dad. And sometimes he had to rely on his legs uh, to get him out of trouble, Charles, sometimes.
0: So uh, he did a great job in this game of uh, scrambling and running with the football. 282 total yards for Felix Harper running and throwing the football. Uh, we talk about the receiving yards there. Bowler uh, with, with some nice catches there. Boulder with 53. Pringle with 53. Manny Jones, six targets, four receptions, 29 yards. And Griffin, one for 27. On the defensive side of the ball, two players coaching double figures in tackles. Chairless with four. 14 tackles and Malcolm McGee with 10. Monster games by both of those young men.
1: Those guys have been playing solid, Charles. Sherry Luce is inside linebacker. He's been playing solid. Um, Work hard to do, during the course of week of practice. Malcolm McGee coming back off of a week off, um, coming back and playing an excellent ball game as well. So we look for those guys to, to step up and uh, make plays like that. So excellent game by both of those guys.
0: I know you don't talk much you and I've talked about these speeches at halftime and after the game. What was your speech to your team after this one? I know it was a tough loss, it was painful, you scored a ton of points. So what was the the uh, spill to your team afterwards? A lot of football left, still we control what we need to do.
1: That's basically the same thing you were just said, so you know, we still control our own destiny, you know, we just we just, uh, just dropped one and uh so we just gotta continue to get better. Uh that's my emphasizing thing I said at the end of the game. You just gotta get better. And push forward. This one's behind us, and let's get ready for Bethune-Cookman. You know, they're they going to be a good ball club. we got to go out there and uh, try to win a ball game, guys. So um, that was the biggest thing. This emphasize we just got to keep pushing and getting better.
0: We'll take a break here. We'll get to your texts and tweets, and we'll turn our attention to what they call in Florida, Cookman. Some people down there, fam, you folks call them Cookman. We call them Bethune-Cookman. So we'll talk about uh, Bethune coming up. But up next, your texts and tweets on the other side of this timeout here on the Fred McNair Show. My son, when I think of Alcorn, I think of family.
1: I wouldn't care if to come to Alcorn because if you're looking for a great way to connect with people, to also um, get your degree, and also to um, enjoy college, I would definitely choose Alcorn. If they made the choice to come to Alcorn, they wouldn't regret it. You would just meet so many great people that would have a lasting impression on your life and the teachers and everything, it's just a family. And it's a great family to be a part of because once you're part of the brave nation, you just can't forget it, you can't let it go. Be brave, go further. We are corn Choose to be brave. Choose Alcorn. Alcorn proud, brave strong. corn is where you belong.
0: 74 people were picked before me in the NFL draft. To fight childhood obesity, United Way and the NFL are helping kids. An earlier start time due to Braves basketball that will start at 630. If you are in the area of Alcorn State University, Lorman, Mississippi, the Davey Whitney Arena, I hope to check check out Braves basketball as they take on Xavier at 630. You can catch that game if you can't make it on the Braves Sports Radio Network. Free admission at the Whitney Arena. Come and check it out. All right, coach. Uh, let's uh, get to the text line here. Uh, any thoughts, coach, of using Leatherwood on some short yardage power runs?
1: Yeah, so Leatherwood
0: Le- Leatherwood's been a great back for us. He's gonna do some great
1: things. Uh, but with Nico and um, and Stafford running where they're running, uh, you know, we just gonna commit to play those guys by committee and, and let those guys do what they're doing. Uh. You know, hopefully we don't get in short yardage too many times. You know, but.
0: It's going to happen,
1: uh, but we just kind of just make sure that we do what's right up front uh, to push the pile
0: on so we can get that extra yard what we need to get a first down. And uh, from the same individual, especially Southern University and even some other teams, picked on one of our cornerbacks in particular. Any thoughts about using more corners, especially at critical times of the game?
1: Well, you know, Tony Wilson was out uh, with a nurse injury uh, last week, and he was able to come in and play a little bit. And I think what we're doing, trying to shuffle those guys around. Uh, Kavante been out ever since the first ball game. So, uh, we kind of shortened the area right there, Charles, uh, to do the injuries. And we just trying to make sure we piece together the best way we can, uh, defensively to get the right guys in and making plays. Um, that's the biggest thing. Uh, we, we, we beat up by a little injury bug right now, Charles. We're on the defensive side of the ball anyway. Just trying to find the pieces to get along and make sure we put the guys in the right place to, to be successful
0: to compete and uh kermit sent a text in on fourth talking about that fourth and goal play in which we got stopped we didn't have any splits with our offensive line so you talked about it earlier the uh, jumbo package to run the ball as opposed to duffy and, and you were pretty confident that Duffy got the ball in the end zone, and even with the personnel, you were you were confident with what you had on the field and getting the football. Who was going to get the football in that situation?
1: Yeah, pretty much I was. Uh, and doing that jumbo package, we don't we don't give up we don't give up splits. So we kind of got those six inch splits, and, and we're trying to make sure that we have no leakage. Uh, and what we do, unfortunately, you know, we had a knockback on one of our tackles. Uh, kind of gave a little stuff right there, a uh, little weak inside and Kelly kind of got a little
0: good off track. Uh, but still, I thought he got in his got own there, uh, Charles. Uh, from the Twitter feed, Alexis Smith uh, talking about screenplays. Are there any screenplays in the playbook This can help get playmakers involved with the game plan early and not have such a slow start? And uh, she said, thanks for getting the tight end involved. You, you know, what? We talk about the screen game, Coach. Uh, you know, we've got the speed there, and uh, it, just when you think about it, uh, not a lot of screens. It may be on the edge. You screen on the edge and you got to be careful on the holes on the edge because those come back obviously, but, but just talk about the screen game. And The biggest
1: thing, Taz, is it, it takes so long to develop. Um, you see a lot of things don't, don't run too many screens. Kind of takes so long to develop and then sometimes it, you don't get what you need in the screen and it's hard to practice during the week uh, to develop a screen package. But we do have uh, some screen plays uh, we're trying to get to, but We haven't put them in an effect right now, but they
0: will see some pretty soon. You talk about the defense, Coach Chairless and McGee combined for 24 tackles. I mean, this defense really hung in despite the 88 plays. I was impressed with how they were able to get off the field at times. Uh, It's a lot of plays to be on the field. You look at the time of possession, Southern 32-54, the Braves 26-52, in that category, you talked about the third down, 20 third down attempts. They were 14 of 20. We were 5 of 10. So when you when, when you look at that number, Coach, and I know you said when you look pick up a box score, you look at the third down. The 14 of 20, obviously that's disturbing. But the five of just the 10 third down attempts that we had, were you concerned about that number and getting more third down attempts?
1: No, I, I would. I want to do the less third down attempts in that area, Charles. For me, I don't want to lot of third down uh, attempts. You want to be less than ten, but ten is not bad. But you want to be less than ten. That means you're less than ten. That means you're not getting a third down, and, and that's big time. And uh, uh, but when you're twenty, 14 or twenty on third downs, and and you're giving up 14 third down big plays, there's a concern now. And uh, like I said, I'm quite sure Coach Thornton is, is going to be working really hard this week to to get these guys to to, to make big third
0: down plays and getting off the field on third down. On the defensive side, to wrap up on that side, Damian Anderson with seven tackles and Keiron Kinsler with seven tackles, Anderson with one tackle for a loss. Talk about how those two played. As those were the top four, Cheerless McGee, Anderson, and Kinsler, the top four tacklers in the Southern game. Those guys, big guys are solid, and they, they ball-hungry. They fly around to the ball, and they know where, they know where it's at.
1: Uh, that means they, they get their scout report, and they look at their scout report in terms of what, position that Coach Gordon is putting them in to make plays so they understand the concept of the offense and where the ball is gonna be and they have to make the tackle there. So I'm I'm proud of those guys of,
0: of stepping up and, and contributing very heavy to the defense. Well coach this is this one's behind us. It's painful, it's tough. Um I I you know, for me, I mean it's not about me, but I just felt like Southern was going to be even more dangerous because they were embarrassed a week prior on that same field. And they got FAMU coming in. I guess depending on what Southern team shows up uh, as, as Willie Simmons' team's rolling right now. But still everything's in front of us. You got to put it in your rearview mirror. And as they say, Coach, don't let a, a loss beat you twice. We go I'm down we go down to I'm Cookman on Saturday and we play at, a, at noon, 11 a.m. Central time. And you look at Cookman, they led 9 nothing against Jackson State, so many close losses, and they were off. This past week, so all those dynamics. It's so a fresh team. We're trying to get healthy. Flight to Daytona. You go there and you you play around with it, and and we and let's. You know, I know we're gonna come out with a win, but if we don't, then we're in a lot of trouble in terms of uh, getting to the championship game. So is this one as painful as it is? You got to turn the page and get ready for I think a Cookman team that's in the spoiler role, and they've had so many close losses. Oh,
1: that's right. Coach still doing a great job there, probably down there. Like I said, the regularly matter. It's just the way those young men play. They play hard. They're going to fight. And they're going to give us a battle. So we got to keep in our mind that we're going to play a football game, not an O-8 football team. And um, in, in terms of that, we just got to prepare uh, very hard this week
0: um, and get ready to play a good football team. And we'll talk about Cookman coming up after this one-minute timeout. Don't forget Braves basketball coming up at the bottom of the hour here on the Braves Sports Radio Network. You can watch it as well as allcornsports.com. Landon Bussey's team taking on Xavier. We'll be back after this one-minute timeout on the Fred McNair Show. At home, your one hour's worth. We did come on a little late. We apologize for that. Had to change some technical stuff with Fred McNair not being here in studio. So just last-minute adjustments uh, that you have to make. So we'll we'll give you the full hour here, and uh, we'll give everyone the full look at Bethune Cookman uh, head coach Fred McNair as we bring you in here. I'm looking, and I've been looking at Cookman, and I'm I'm gonna say this: when I saw the schedule at football media day in July, didn't know when we were playing these teams, didn't know we were playing Southern well, Halloween weekend, all that. When I saw that we were playing Bethune Cookman the first week in November, I said, "Uh-oh, here we go." Because I'm talking with Coach Sims at media day, you just felt like his team was going to be a quiet, uh, you know, quietly overlooked. They've struggled. They haven't won a game. But you look at the games they lost by three to A&M, they lost by fourteen to Alabama State, they lost by seven to South Carolina State, they lost by six to Valley, they lost by six to Prairie View, and they led Jackson State nine nothing early. So that if that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will. So when you look at this team, they held Jackson State, I believe, 28 yards rushing two weeks ago. We love to run the football. So let's talk about Coach Sims' team here. What is it about this Cookman team, as they call it down in Florida? Fam, you folks call them Cookman. Uh, We we call them Bethune-Cookman. What is it that concerns you about Bethune-Cookman? They got a
1: lot of fighting on charge. They got a pretty solid football team. What they do on defensive time of stopping the run, they're going to be very efficient. Um, We just got to make sure that we – we got a good game plan together uh, to make sure we go down there and rush the ball very well, and also throw the ball too. So we just got to be able to establish something, uh, the ground attack, and also the air attack. So uh, we just got to be very solid and mistake-free, uh, and being more consistent, more that until
0: it, it happens. Uh, we got to be consistent with everything we do on offense. Their quarterback Patrick Shano, was seven of twenty in the game against uh, Jackson State. Uh, they weren't able to run the football quite as effectively. Um, so, you know, Shano had 152 yards passing to four different, five different receivers. So, offensively, I mean, you look at their last games against Jackson State, obviously, not a lot of offense. They led 9 nothing early, but it's the team's kind of hard to figure what what makes them explosive offensively.
1: Well, the biggest thing, they got that name running back. They run the ball pretty well, Char. So, uh they in terms of the running game, uh, you know, I've seen on film where the, the, the back can run. I watched the Alabama A uh, and M game where the guy had some good runs, and um, but we just got to make sure that we bomb up everything and we got to make tackles. Uh, that's going to be the key. Uh, Charles will take what we do on defense and make sure we don't give up a big play.
0: Against Jackson State, the JSU Tigers had 38 rushes for a net 23 yards. Now. Forty-one of those minus yards were by quarterback Shador Sanders. So if you take that out, uh, Jackson State had a total of sixty-five yards rushing. So still pretty stout defense there in Bethune-Cookman. What what concerns you there? Oh, the defense now They got a good linebacker coach.
1: Y'all. They they uh, they play hard. They play fast. You know, uh, like I said, we're not going to play an O and A football team. We're going to play a solid um, Bethune-Cookman football team that's going to be very hungry for a win and we just got to make sure that we prepare ourselves to go down and, and play a solid ball game, all three phases of it. We can't have no flaws in any of it, so uh, we got to be perfect.
0: Uh, from the injury front, you know, our starting center, Milburn, didn't play this past Saturday. Will he play against Paton Cookman?
1: Hope we get some good news on tomorrow about uh, Milburn, uh, whether he's going to play or not, Charles. That's one of the pieces that we missing in the puzzle. Uh, they've, been, they've been very helpful for us, but I think the Darius Smith has done an outstanding job of coming in and and uh, being a quarterback on the offensive line. So um, we still got guys kind of banged up on the offensive line, playing through the injuries and playing the hurt. and But our guys, they won't give up. They just keep fighting, Charles. We just gonna continue to push these guys as much as we can and get the most out of them.
0: No excuses, as you say, in spite of all that. I mean, we're still right there. This was, you know, normally in years past, we drop a, we drop a game early in the season, kind of rally back, and we get a little bit of help but now it's it's us and it's Prairie View, and uh, Prairie View was off last week, and so we know that Prairie View game is the week after next. but if we don't do what we need to do this week, it won't matter against Prairie View. What's in front of us is Bethune-Cookman.
1: exactly right. My main focus is Bethune-Cookman.
0: Uh,
1: we're not worried about anything, that until we go down to Daytona and uh, take care of Bethune-Cookman, and then we'll see the next game after that, but. We just got to be focused on what we got to do
0: to stop the cooking and, and uh, score a lot of points because the film. An early game, Coach, we've had some 7 o'clock games, some 6 o'clock games, games that start at 8.30. This game will start at high noon, 11 a.m. kickoff central time. So we go from one extreme to the next.
1: Well, that's the that's part of the time. just being part of being on the road and the things that we can do, traveling and uh, get these guys ready to play football, ball, get them up early. and. And, and wake them up and get ready to
0: play a 12 noon ball game. Good thing is we'll be home early, get a chance to check out some of the other games, and hopefully set the stage for our last regular season home game, maybe for the Western Division against Prairie View. But that's ahead of us. We got to take care of Cookman on Saturday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff. Braves head coach Fred McNair joining us on the telephone. Coach, we appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Awesome, Charles Goldberg. My crusade for the perfect pizza crust has led me here, pining over a backyard wood-fired oven. But how do I bake this build into my budget? Where can I get some solid guidance on my finances? Who can help me understand if I have the dough for this? A little financial advice. At Regions, we know that's important because your Life Green Checking account comes with GreenPrint, financial planning with a banker who will help you create a personal budget and live in the moment. Make your appointment at Regions.com GreenPrint. Regions
1: Bank, member FDIC.